Hello, St. Louis. This is your host, Brian Bisking of the STL Leaders Podcast. And before we get to our show today, I want to talk about two of my great sponsors. First, NWO IT Services. As a business owner, downtime is not what you want to worry about. And with NWO IT Services, they take that worry away with their month-to-month managed service packages. They handle all our IT here at the STL Leaders, and they're great guys. They're locally owned and have been operating for over 12 years. To find out more, visit nwoitservices.com. Also brought to you by Inbound Blend Digital Marketing. As a business owner, are you busy running the day-to-day operations all while juggling a million things? Inbound Blend Digital Marketing provides affordable month-to-month website and marketing services with plans starting in the hundreds, not thousands. They do all of our website and marketing here at the STL Leaders, and I highly recommend you check them out. To learn more, visit www.inboundblend.com. And now to the STL Leaders Podcast. Hello, St. Louis. This is your host, Brian Bisking, and this is the STL Leaders Podcast. Did you know that there are 2.8 million people that live in the St. Louis metro area? There are many leaders inside of that population. I started this podcast to give those leaders a voice. The STL Leaders Podcast mission is to speak to the leaders of our area to gain insight into their story, their journey, and the lessons they have learned along the way. Each episode gives you inside access to the people who make St. Louis what it is today and what it will be in the future. Listen as we dive into what makes each leader so impactful and how they view success, mindset, and leadership. This podcast is brought to you by Synchrony HR, NWO IT Services, Inbound Blend Digital Marketing, and Enterprise Bank and Trust. On this episode of the STL Leaders Podcast, we have Kalen Boodman. Kalen is the Chief Logistics Officer and co-founder of Baseballism. Baseballism is the official off-the-field brand of baseball. Baseballism has 11 retail stores and an e-commerce website, Baseballism.com. It's my honor to welcome Kalen to the show. Kalen, welcome to the show, man. I really appreciate you uh, coming on the podcast today to talk about Baseballism. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to dive into it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we were just chatting before we got on here about how I found <laughs> your guys' store. I uh, just for our listeners out there, uh, ran into their store in Scottsdale, Arizona, a um, really cool store that sells uh, baseball apparel and uh, bought a shirt down there. I bought the uh, Sandlot uh, Hercules shirt <laughs> and wear that all the time. And then uh, you guys opened one here in St. Louis. And so I'm excited to have you on just to kind of talk about your guys' vision and, and everything you guys have going on. Absolutely. Uh, We're ha- happy to be here. Absolutely. So tell me, tell me and the listeners kind of what growing up was like for you and then how you guys, you know, started your organization. So we are uh, an Oregon based company and three, I have three partners. So there's four of us total and three of the four of us are from Oregon. Um, We're based in Portland now, but I grew up in a really small town in rural Oregon and then uh, eventually went to college in Eugene at the University of Oregon where I met and played baseball with my partners. And oh, cool. uh, so we, you know, we played together. Um, I'm the oldest and, and then uh, kind of spreads down in age. It's a, it's a nice line. And then Jonathan Jawade, uh, who is our COO, um, is the youngest. So I played with the, the middle two guys. He played with the middle two guys, but I'm just a little too old to have played with him. So <laughs> we played ball. Um, you know, I, I went on to grad school those guys bought a baseball camp in Eugene and ran it in the summers. It was like nine to 12 year olds 
and it was in a park and this guy had been running it forever and they basically bought the book of business ran it rebranded it as baseballism uh had a great time you know taught baseball the right way but then you know it it, it wasn't paying all the bills you know so they graduated college uh, yeah. moved on um and Travis, who is our CEO, was working at a baseball academy training players, trained Carson Kelly there, a number, number of uh, really good guys. And um, people would see his baseballism camp shirt. And it wasn't a normal camp shirt. You know, usually they have all the sponsors logos on them and they're kind of, you know, cheap shirts. This had the baseballism logo and people asked about it. And so he did a small run of shirts, uh, sold them out of the academy and they sold out quick. And so he said, hey, I kind of have something here. We circled back up as a group and um, Kickstarter was brand new and all that crowdfunding was brand new back then. So we did a Kickstarter campaign and sold a ton of shirts and uh, used that money to start a website and it kind of took off from there. Wow, that's awesome. And now you guys have eight locations, right? We have 11 locations. We opened, we were at oh, nine wow. before this year and then we opened St. Louis with uh, 10 and then the Field of Dreams movie site in uh, outside of Dyersville, Iowa was 11. Gotcha. So you guys have grown even since uh, since we last connected. That's awesome. So so St. Louis was your was your ninth store. Did you say that right? Uh, I think, you know, it was right. It was the 10th, 11th. So we opened both. It was probably actually the 11th. We opened it and Field of Dreams right around the same time this year. Gotcha. And, and for our listeners out there, uh, they're located in Ballpark Village uh, right next to Bush Stadium, right? Yes, that's correct. Uh, in that uh, kind of mixed use area, all the entertainment, bars and restaurants. Absolutely. So when so as you guys are continuing to, to grow as an organization, are, are you looking to grow into new cities? And if so, how do you determine what cities you're going into next? So, uh, you know, the last few years, the big push for us uh, was was being adjacent to uh, historic baseball stadiums or new baseball stadiums with very rich baseball communities. So uh, uh, we, we have Atlanta in their new mixed use. We're outside of Fenway behind the Green Monster. St. Louis, uh, you know, obviously the opportunity presented itself right outside the stadium. So uh, we're, we're open to it. There's only so many stadiums left where we can go that model, where you can be right next to it and it makes sense year round. Um, we opened last year uh, in Irvine, California, which is our first kind of mall setting. It's a nice outdoor mall. So, and we did that one because Irvine's a huge travel baseball area and, and they love baseball down there. So I guess we are looking to expand. Retail is obviously in a weird place with COVID. So yeah. kind of a little bit tempered on the expansion. But uh, the thing for us is just being near baseball people, whether it's the big league uh, people, uh, you know, obviously we went to St. Louis, the fans are just incredible. You know, you just can't, you know, it, it, it our stuff resonates with St. Louis fans because they get baseball. And, I, yeah. you know, you could go by some stadiums and it would not be nearly on the same level of comprehension. Um, but where there's baseball people, we want to be on some level. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, maybe I'm a little biased being a Saint, born and raised here in St. Louis and a huge St. Louis Cardinals fan. But, you know, I, I've also had the pleasure of traveling to a variety of different stadiums um, in my past. Um, and I would say, you know, if you know Wrigley Field in Chicago, Fenway Park, Yankee Stadium, I and I would put Bush Stadium and, and St. Louis Cardinals up against all of those. Um, 
no matter whether we win or we're losing, we we are a baseball town. We you know we bleed for the Cardinals when they're in the playoffs, and obviously we unfortunately were were kicked out of the playoffs pretty pretty quickly this year. But um, but yeah, I think it's a great baseball town, and, and I you know I'm, I'm hoping that our city embraces embraces your organization and and your apparel. I think it's that's a great that's a great fit for our, for our city. What so I'm assuming so the the reason you came to St. Louis was because of our rich history. Is that, would that be a fair statement? Yeah, I mean, that was that was a, a huge part of it. So there's also, we have a relationship. With the, so the the team, the Cardinals are, you know, involved in that mixed use, you know, they're they have ownership interests, which isn't always the case. Often, sometimes it's, you know, separate for the team and the development outside the stadium, but the Cardinals are involved, but they also the company that they work with the Cordish group, uh, we have a business relationship with them because they've done a number of uh, stadiums. So we also uh, we're involved with them in Texas. We're outside of that new stadium in Arlington. So it, it, it made it a nice opportunity, but what really closed the deal was, you know, the Cardinals. Yeah. I think I went to my first Cardinal game probably around 2003 and I've been to probably, you know, the majority of major league stadiums that have existed, you know, in my lifetime. And, um, it was definitely different, but you know, the level, I've never been to a stadium where there was more of just one team's color. I mean, the amount of red, in St. Louis is insane. And then, uh, and so the fans are so huge. The attendance is great every year. People talk about the knowledge. And then also just from a history and tradition, you know, the Cardinals and the Yankees, I don't know that there's anybody that has as many iconic players. It's like a steps above the rest. You know, there's a lot of great baseball players, a lot of great teams, but it's, you know, you see this, the statues outside the stadium. You just go down the list with Gibson and Musial and Ozzy Smith. And I mean, it's just, there's there's so much there and um it's fun you know we're baseball people also gives our design team uh more opportunity to design to all the cool history absolutely well and a shout out to ozzy smith i follow him on instagram um and he he was wearing one of your 6432 shirts the other day and i i kind of got a little chuckle out of that so he, he he must like your stuff as well yeah i think uh i've talked to his agent a number of times it's we have the store in Cooperstown, New York, right on Main Street. And, you know, those Hall of Famers go back at least once a year, usually for the induction, if not more. And, you know, they all seem to love it. And they're wandering around and they, they, they find their way into our store. And it usually resonates. And, and sometimes we get to talk to them or they talk to our staff. And that, that's how we make a lot of connections with some of the, the all-timers. Yeah, absolutely. So let's let me ask you a little bit about COVID. You, you kind of alluded to that a little bit ago, but um, how has the pandemic uh, affected the organization? But also, how has it affected your store here in St. Louis? As it's obviously a rather new store, and we haven't, to my knowledge, haven't even had a season um, in place uh, where fans could go with your store being there. Is that a fair statement? That is an absolutely fair statement. So, you know. We were, when we started this business, you know, the kind of the path I told you, you know, it was the path that most online businesses, you know, had. We we made some money through Kickstarter. We launched a, a website and we added some stores, but we were, you know, 80% online, 20% in store. And as we added more and more stores, um, we got closer to 50-50. So really like our online store is our biggest store, but the other ones, you know, are, are almost passing it combined. So this year was really scary. <laughs> you know, we lost half of our business and and it happened in a time when we had just bought all of our inventory for the year because the season was started. We were in the middle of spring training and you mentioned the Scottsdale store and, and that's one of our biggest uh, stores as far as volume. And we got, you know, our legs cut out from underneath us. So I guess the long story short is, you know, 
thankfully due to uh, online sales, we were able to survive, you know, and a lot of people obviously had it much worse than us. Uh, we were, we had to lay off some people, uh, especially on the retail side, because most of our stores were closed, but we were able to, um, you know, bring back uh, the majority of people and retain as many people and, and shift our assets around. So at the, at the end of the year, it will be a cruddy, have scary year, but we'll have survived. Um, and, you know, there was obviously some bright spots, uh, the baseball community, not just the major league baseball community, but baseball people as a whole, you know, it really showed how much they miss baseball and how much they love it because there was a lot of connection, either not just in selling products, but in engagement and uh, COVID conscious events we were able to do mostly digitally, you know, to bring people together. And so there was, it was great that people could have a distraction and still be united through baseball going through all of this. Absolutely. Well, and I think, you know, um, let's hope and pray that next season uh, we can we can go back to watching baseball in the stadiums. I mean, I I've told my wife many a times that I I long for the day where I can just say, hey, let's go to a Cardinals game tonight, um, and, and be able to drive down there and do that. And I think you know I I would be I'm optimistic that that can possibly happen sometime next year. I don't you know obviously I don't I don't know, but I'm I'm optimistic about it. And I think with that with that happens, obviously you'll see a huge influx in, in in sales in the St. Louis area because I think what makes St. Louis also so unique is we sim- we support small businesses. It's a, it's a big part of my podcast why I kind of started this right. Um, and I think you know you'll see I'm hopeful you'll see a, a huge increase in sales uh, when when that when that time comes. Yeah, I think so. And honestly, it's it's uh, it clearly hasn't been the year we hoped our grand opening year would be, but it's been. It's been nothing but reason for optimism in St. Louis. You know, we've had a decent amount of traffic. You know, we're we're down there. You know, there's parking now. Uh, yeah. People can shop fairly socially distanced because it's not crowded with the games. And we've had a lot of people come through. A lot of great engagement. Um, you know, the, the 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 St. Louis Live area there has had has been open to some extent, so people are still coming down there. We're we're obviously near where a lot of people work during the day for those who aren't working at home. Um, and so we're. Uh, I tell you what. You know, I am still, I'm excited on St. Louis store. Now, this year has only made me more excited about the St. Louis store because it's, it's outperformed what you, what, what you'd expect. And, um, we haven't even started to tap into, you know, we do a lot of our merchandise is really geared towards the city we're in. And we didn't, we didn't really roll any of that St. Louis stuff out. So we've got an extra year to plan for it. Um, we have, uh, you know, we have a Sam usual deal that we haven't even decided how we're going to, how we're going to roll out. Like there's a lot of cool things I, I anticipate doing. Uh, in the next year that they have us pumped. Well, yeah, that's um, I was just getting ready to bring that up. I think you kind of alluded to this, but there's uh, with the rich history we have here in St. Louis with the Cardinals, there's a lot of different uh, areas you guys could have some really cool designs, right? You you could do a lot of cool things with either uh, past players, current players, uh, the arch, you know, a lot of really cool things. And I'm I'm super excited to kind of see those designs and and how they come out. Let me ask yeah, we, you this: What 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 challenges do you guys face as you now have 11 stores across the country? What what how, how do you guys manage all 11 locations? So that one, uh, like I said, there's four of us uh, that own it. We're all still involved in the day to day, and one of the keys to our success is that we have very unique skill sets, and, and we obviously collaborate, but we also have our own very functional areas, right? So so it keeps us from stepping on toes, and it makes sure everything gets done. As it relates to the stores, my business partner, uh, Jonathan, who is the COO, his, his focus is really retail, you know, the brick and mortar retail. So he did the retail, uh, in the, in the sense of the operations all the way down to finding the locations and doing the build outs and the designs and working with architecture or the architects. 
that's um, that's all him and his team, and, and it's incredible. So, and they they're a really lean team. You know, we have a, a store manager is usually about a, one of the only full time people year round in, in the the cities, and then uh, Jonathan and and when his retail operations manager underneath him, and they they're handling retail stores spread. Those 11 are spread about as far as they can be from Cooperstown, New York to Portland, Oregon, you know, down in the Southwest and then the Southeast. So they're, they, uh, they stay on it. That's really cool. Yeah. And, and you have a, a law background, is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. Now for a quick break, we bring in our sponsor, Synchrony HR. Do you struggle with HR? Are you tired of the rising cost of benefits? Synchrony HR here in St. Louis helps organizations streamline their administration, provides HR consulting, and offers unique access to Fortune 500 benefits. To learn more, visit SynchronyHR.com. And now back to Kalen Budman. So I, I, I saw on your LinkedIn that you're, before you kind of got into base mullism, you worked for a national security agency. Can you talk to me a little bit about that and how that, you know, how that skill set has come to help you guys here at baseballism? So yeah, I um, I after I went to grad school, which was law school, um, and I went in the Midwest. I went to the University of Wisconsin, and then I joined the army. And so I was in the uh, I was a judge advocate, and I had a number of assignments. I was in the middle of a lot of deployments, so I spent a lot of time overseas. And they, my path went kind of from uh, advising an infantry unit to a special forces unit, and then from some of the skill set and experience I had there. My last, I ended my army career uh, in the general counsel's office uh, at the National Security Agency. So uh, in the intelligence world, and I actually gave up my legal career and and the intelligence world and all of that to come do baseball as a full time. I was living in D.C., uh, working at this, you know, going to the secure agency and the baseballism was going and and we were doing it moonlighting. And I said, you know what, I think this is a better career path. So um, I use, I use the analytic skills. You know, we, we have a lot of contract work. Uh, you know, we, we do a lot of writing. We do a lot of licensing. So while I'm not technically practicing, because, uh, you know, I use the skill sets that I had used for years as a lawyer. Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, I'm sure those those skill sets come over to really help your organization uh, from compliance all the way to helping you guys grow. And I, I got to imagine those can be parallel. So and I think it's kind of cool that you, you know, you had this other career and, and you, you know, this idea took off and, and now you're doing it full time. And you guys are obviously being successful at it with you know, 11 locations across the country and, and also a very uh, present online uh, online store as well. So that's I think that's pretty neat. Let me ask you this, you know, from a leadership standpoint, this podcast is, has a lot to do with leadership. Um, what as being a leader of this organization, um, obviously, there's been some challenges, this, challenges this year uh, from that. How do you continue to motivate the team and lead the team and make sure that everybody is still on the same page of, of the vision of your organization and keeping everybody you know, happy and a good culture? You know, I think a huge thing for me um, through the ups and downs is really about empowering people. I mean, I think if you have good, smart people, they're motivated motivated by a million things, but but uh, just for so many of them, it's having a say and 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 their thoughts and work really count, right? So I think keeping people engaged, uh, making sure that everybody, you know, that that deserves it has a seat at the table and you're really letting them think through it and letting them run projects to the ground so that they can see how they can they can bring about about change, right? You know, so we're in, in Portland and Adidas North America is here, Nike is here, uh, a lot of Intel is here. And one thing that we kind of offer uh, 
people is that because we're a little smaller, we're a little bit more nimble that like, hey, if you want to work on something here, you can watch your project go from inception. Maybe it's figuring out what type of product, where we're going to make it all the way to launch and really feel that reward. And, and I think that people really like that gratification and getting to be involved in, in making change. You know, I came from the government, as you mentioned, and we did a lot of great things, but there was also this idea that you're a huge system and you right. can only do so much and you couldn't change that much. You're fighting through the bureaucracy. And like, I think that's why the four of us started this business. So we could, you know, work for ourselves, have freedom, really see the fruits of our labor. And we pass that along and have let our, our allow our employees to, 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 to feel that too. Absolutely. Well, I think it's a big reason a lot of small businesses are in business and a lot of reason, a big reason why a lot of people, even like myself, have left large, large corporations to go work for a small business just because of a lot of things you just said. So I think that's that's very spot on. Galen, I always end this podcast asking really the, the same question, and that is for the people listening to the show. Uh, what's one piece of advice you would give them when it comes to either starting their business, uh, leadership? you know, uh, something that you could give, give the audience, uh, in, in, about your experience. So I, I think maybe if I have a chance, I can hit two. I mean, one, I, I really just can't harp on hard work enough, you know, and I know it's so simple, but I mean, we, we grind, you know, we, I think outwork other people and, uh, we're, we're just constant learners, right? So like we, we take the setbacks and we improve upon them. And I I'd say at the end of the day, um, we just get in there and grind. Nothing's going to come easy. There's a lot of instant gratification with these businesses, you know, social media, you, you get all your followers and all that stuff, but nothing beats just really getting in there, in there and just kind of grinding it out. And, and I get that's a, a little bit uh, vague, but it, I mean, it, it really, honestly, right. it's never, it's always going to be timeless. Um, the other thing for, uh, that's unique to us is, is people want to go start their businesses with friends or their coworkers. I cannot stress enough that that one of the reasons we survived and didn't fail early is that we we identified the roles that we have and people fill those roles. So, I mean, if I could start a, a business, another side business, I wouldn't necessarily just pick my three best friends. It would be, what are the skill sets? Let's complement each other. You know, I mean, we're all still really close. We've managed to maintain. But but frankly, you, you see people start these things. And everybody wants to do whatever the cool guy position is, creative or be out front. And, and frankly, like there's a lot of really seemingly boring tasks. You know, I, I'm doing a, a lot of contract legal work. You know, one of my business partners is a finance guy. He's in the numbers. Like it's not the sexy stuff, but like it's what our skill set is. And then we let the creative people run with the creative. Um, and and I, I just seen so many startups where they're stepping on each other's toes or they don't really, you know, they're all good at one thing and then they got to go outsource an accountant or all these things. And it, it's challenging. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think those are great, two great pieces of advice. I think uh, hard work is you obviously have to have um, good motivation, hard work, good uh, work ethic, all those things to make things work, no matter what position you're in, but especially if you're you're running a small business. And then I agree with you, you know, uh, you, you when you're finding your partners in, in whatever business it is that you're uh, getting into, make sure that you you know what role that person's going to play and, and stick with that role so that um, there's no confrontation or, or frustration there. So uh, some great advice uh, for those for those listeners. Kaylin, I, I really appreciate you coming on here today. I would uh, like to give you an opportunity to plug uh, your website and your brand. Uh, where can where can our guests uh, find your uh, apparel at? You, so we are online at uh, www.baseballism.com. Uh, if you're on social media, you can find us, you know, anywhere on social media, you know, at Baseballism on Instagram and Twitter. 
you know, Facebook backslash baseballism. Um, and then we're, of course, right there outside of the stadium in, in St. Louis, uh, in St. the St. Louis live area in that new hotel build. Um, come see us. Yeah. Our, our manager there, Shane is a, a local St. Louis guy. He, we met him in Portland. He worked for us here and he moved his family back out to, to St. Louis. So he's loved to talk Cardinals baseball with anyone that comes in. Absolutely. Well, I, I tell everybody to go check it out. I, I got some of their stuff and it's comfortable. It's soft. It's, it's good stuff guys. And you, you really should go check it out. So Kalen, on behalf of the STL leaders podcast, I really appreciate you giving us 30 minutes of your time today. Uh, good luck with the rest of 2020, and I hope 2021 is an even better year for you. And uh, maybe when next time you're in town, we can grab a beer. Yeah, thanks so much for your time. I'll take you Absolutely. up on it. Thank you for listening to this episode of the STL Leaders Podcast. This episode was brought to you by Enterprise Bank & Trust, member FDIC. Enterprise knows that every business and every person is unique. That's why they get to know you in a way that the large financial institutions don't. They are our banking partner here at the STL Leaders Podcast, and I highly recommend you check them out. Visit EnterpriseBank.com to find out more. On this episode of the STL Leaders Podcast, we have Kalen Boodman. Kalen is the Chief Logistics Officer and co-founder of Baseballism. Baseballism is the official off-the-field brand of baseball. Baseballism has 11 retail stores and an e-commerce website, Baseballism.com. It's my honor to welcome Kalen to the show.